1: to get close side of thought, LaFondra, away from David, 3-1 Reading, 3 points Reading. Hello and welcome to the final Elm Park Rolls podcast of this season and thank God we all say that season is complete with a 1-0 defeat at Luton Town, really not very much happened in a positive manner for Reading today but to talk me through, help me talk through this kind of Non-events. I mean, I'm not really encouraging you to li- keep on listening here, am I? But I've been joined by Sam Stevenson. Hi, Sam.
0: Hello. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I think we have to keep it realistic, don't we? It was not a fun afternoon again, was it?
0: No, I mean, it was, it, it was funny because, you know, towards the end of the season, you'd expect, after our safety, to have seen us, you know, try some youngsters out, try a few different things out, especially if Vince is going to be manager next season. Um, But we didn't. And we played a pretty standard team for us. And it was it was like we were on the beach, you know, that old, that old saying. Um, and yeah, I mean, Luton weren't great either. Uh, they had a few chances, more chances than we did, um, but not many. And it was just a pretty dreadful afternoon, to be honest, especially given, you know, we had a fair few fans travel up there. Um, yeah, not good. Not
1: good. And they weren't keen on the inflatables, apparently at Kenilworth kind of Road, were they? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a very negative feeling going straight in, into the game. Or maybe that affected <laughs> the
0: players, Sam. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, maybe it did. Um, I reckon they yeah. were still hung over from that gala the other night. Um, but no, they're... Uh, they. I, yeah, I don't really know. I think a lot of the players probably knew their... You know, this is their last game for the club. Um, they'll be playing for contracts, but I think... Uh, by and large, the rest of the league know which players are worth picking up and which aren't. Um, so there's a good chance, you know, they just didn't really care. They're safe. There's nothing to play for. Um, it's, it's a shame the way that we lost the game. Um, but it, it was funny. Um, it was very funny, unless you travelled to Luton. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't, It's a hard one to really talk about, isn't it, Paul? Because it's it's... There's so little to say about the game. I'm trying to think about key moments. I remember Nyland obviously conceding and then Nyland making a good save and knocking a drone shot onto the crossbar. Um, and not a lot else, really. Yeah, I mean, he did, um, it was a
1: strange old day for Nyland because obviously he had the absolutely huge clang out. And I'm sure nobody else feels worse about that than him. He knows that's an absolutely monumental error to give Luton Town the win. And they did deserve to win the game. There's no doubt yeah. on that but also in the first minute or so from Jerome Thomas he also makes a re- Cameron Jerome Thomas wow that's a different <laughs> player Cameron Jerome uh he makes a fantastic save well maybe fantastic is a little bit too much but a good save in the opening minute um so he's also I don't know what what do you take out of there if you're him because obviously all you're going to be thinking about is that clanger isn't it
0: so in isolation, I don't think it really matters. Um, I think in isolation as a keeper, you look at that and you think, ah, right, okay, that's not great. But I think from um, uh, the point of view of like, you know, strength of character and that kind of thing, we've been making mistakes like this all season, let's be honest, whether it's like a defender trying to put in a wayward challenge or getting nowhere near the ball, keeper making a silly mistake, somebody, miss you know, placing a pass somewhere, this stuff has been going on and and let's let's be fair, it's not just at the back, it's also up front like we've seen some absolute sitters missed this season. Um, and I think that's my worry and it, it it's not necessarily related to the personnel because next season we're going to have a completely different team. It's whether or not the manager that we have in can kind of fortify um, the players' mindsets and actually get them into a position where a, these things don't matter as much to them, and they can kind of recover from them quickly, but but also not make those mistakes in the first place and con- concentrate more. And I don't know. I don't really know like that today means anything really because it's been like this all season. And you know, we we know that we've had a dreadful season. We also know that if points deductions to Derby hadn't have actually been implemented, we would have gone down. Um, and uh, it's it's just been that kind of year. And it, it's just, this is probably the worst season we've had since coming down from the Premier League post-McDermott. We've had a couple of really bad seasons where we've been fighting down the bottom. Um, most of them we've started reasonably strong and then dropped off very rapidly. Um, this season we just didn't start. And we kind of continued throughout the season making silly mistakes. I know we've had a lot of injuries, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, today just typified all of that, didn't it? You know, you saw key players out. You saw youngsters on the bench who weren't really getting much of a look in, despite the fact that the game didn't really matter. Um, and it it typifies the mismanagement from top to bottom of the club, whether it's someone making a, an off-the-pitch decision about whether we should present player of the season on the pitch in front of fans or at a gala or whether or not we should be blooding young players who are likely going to be our future, given the personnel leaving, unless the club knows something we don't.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously the big topic afterwards, we will come on to the goal in a bit more detail and a bit is Paul in. Should he be here next season? Obviously there's no. lots of people going to say after this match that they don't want to see him there. It's always going to be the case, isn't it? Um yeah, I, I can't say I'm massively convinced either direction because the issues for me are above him and whatever manager comes in is going to have a huge, huge problems going forward because we've got the owner erratic at best with money. um, causes all these issues that we've currently got by having the point deduction, the embargo. You could also say he's brought in players which have also massively helped us by having Lucas Jao, which is completely fair. But we've also got a CEO who has absolutely zero football knowledge. We never hear from the CEO. I'm not expecting to hear every single week that's never going to happen. I don't want to do that because it's incredibly dull. But we need some kind of mission plan, kind of target where we want to be and say two years' time, then five years' time. We don't need to have, like, a continuous plan every single six months but I, I'm not feeling any of that at the moment. And until no. that changes and we make different appointments in those situations above the manager, the manager who comes in is always going to be struggling. We can say that Paul Ince maybe isn't the man. That's fine. I don't have an issue on anyone saying that. But how attractive are we as a club now? We're going to have an even lower wage bill next season. And then we're going to have, who knows what a row now. I can't see another point selection because the EFL won't allow it. But I don't know. I find it so frustrating at the situation at the moment. The next season, as horrible as it sounds, Sam, we all know it's going to be even tougher.
0: It, on paper, it's going to be tougher. And and the big issue is uh, you talk about attractiveness to managers and players. Um, we're likely to be seeing, I think, from a managerial point of view, either managers we haven't really heard of or um, journeymen or managers that have been out out of the game for a little bit that maybe were big names 10 years ago like people the other day were asking would Pardew come back I'd absolutely say no but it wouldn't surprise me if Ince doesn't stay if Pardew is one of the managers linked to the club over the summer um it, it just feels like there's there, well like you said there's no plan and the last time I remember us having a plan and I know not everyone agreed with it but was Tebrid and Stan because um the football, I know, wasn't to everyone's liking, but you could see the kinds of players we were looking to bring in were largely, not all the time, Kermigan obviously is an exception, mm-hmm. largely young players that were saleable in the future and largely players that could pass a football and were more technical. Um, and uh, again, while that wasn't to everyone's liking, it may not have worked, at least you could see what the club were trying to do and the players they were trying to bring in. Um but the last few years, it's just been, you know, whoever's available, big names or whatever. Like Jao, I'd argue, as far as the championship goes, was a fairly big name at the time. It was quite a lot of money that we spent on him for a club in our position. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, you know, Laurent was a, a great signing, but, you know, he's going to walk away for nothing now. Um, and part of that's down to the EFL. But Really, it's down to mismanagement of, of funds. You know, this these are the rules. You overspend, you you get a points deduction, you are, you know, all of these financial um, uh, obligations are kind of thrust on you and you have to deal with them. And, and it means that we're seeing for the second season in a row our best players walk away for nothing. You know, at least say, um, I know he had the um, the get-out clause in his contract um, and that, that obviously meant that he left for far less than he's probably worth, um, but Richards went to Bayern Munich and played reasonably regularly for them. Left for nothing. Um, we've seen academy players leave over the last few years. Um, one of which is it Boyce Gittens, who's over at um, Dortmund, um, and he played the other day, and he's he's been involved a little bit in the first team recently. Um, we're just seeing even even players like Loder, who you know I don't he hasn't torn up any trees. But he was a name and clubs wanted him and we decided to hold on to him until we couldn't sell him for anything. And then he left for nothing. And a couple of years before, I think it was Leeds wanted him for like, what, a couple of million or something. Um,
1: I think it was Wolves, wasn't
0: it? Wolves, it was Wolves. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Um, But yeah, I mean, like you're you're consistently looking at mismanagement um, from behind the scenes. And whoever comes in, it doesn't matter whether it's ints, it doesn't matter whether it's my dad, you know, it, it's going to be somebody who comes in who doesn't have a lot of control over players coming in, which means that if they have a style of play they want to play, they don't get to implement that based on the players they're bringing in. They just have to work with the tools that they're given. And that often means you're going to see managers come in that do a really crap job or players that come in that look like they're terrible, then then leave and go elsewhere and actually look like reasonably good players people were calling for Richards not to play his final season at times that season. Mm. They were saying Richards isn't good enough, drop him. And he was one of our best players throughout the whole year. Um, but, you know, it, it, we're seeing this so often now. What's the point in having an academy if you're not going to use it? And and in my opinion, you know, an academy is for one of two, well, not even in my, in my opinion, subjectively, an academy is for one of two things, to either develop players for the first team or to make money for the club. When you pull, pull the player through, you sell them. Um, we're not doing either of those things at the moment, really. Yeah, um, I think it's
1: always to make more money, isn't it? Uh, the academy yeah. that's ultimately owned for a club of our size, isn't it? Um, yeah. The ones that actually play a lot of games for us. Clearly OK if you are in the Championship, but they're never going to make that step up. They just miss that final part. Um, yeah. So let's go back to the goal today.
0: Sorry, Paul. Yeah, I didn't mean uh, to take us away from that. No,
1: no, 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 no. I'm more I'm than <laughs> happy because there's not a lot to talk about, really. Let's be quite <laughs> frank, uh, if you're listening to this. We're, we're kind of like talking about bigger topics as well. If we just look at that moment, on the Sky, they were saying that they should have given offside. Um, we should have had a free kick. The goal doesn't happen. Joby McEnough agreeing with that with Glenn Murray. I'm thinking that's really stretching, that is. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean... You've got to be really aware of that. N- Nylan's had a stinker. He's not seen the player behind him, Harry Cornick. But even Cornick, after the match, was saying on Sky how the Redden fans were shouting, man yeah. on, man on, we yeah. he didn't hear. I mean, I feel for Nylon because he just really must be. It's the only thing in his head now. That's all the thing he can think about now for the rest of the summer, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Um, and I just
1: got a hope. You know,
0: I just. It's just, but goalkeepers are allowed an error, right? Like this. I think um, this is one of those, again, in isolation, awful, but um, it's still one of those things that you see. It didn't affect the match today. Um, I think there's probably, it's partly down to the fact that the players probably aren't, the heads aren't really in it because the season's over. Um, But yeah, it's still poor. He should still be aware of what's around him. You would have liked to have, have, seen one of the defenders shout, you know, back as well, don't you know, don't drop it, whatever. But um but but at the end of the day it didn't make a huge amount of difference. You know, what what would the extra point have really made to our season today? Um it's it's just it's just one of those things. And it's another player who's probably not going to be here next season. So who yeah. cares? Um yet another so one. yeah and the goalkeeper that will be here next season isn't getting a look in. So it's it's just what do you what do you do, you know, in this situation? I I just think you put your arm around him and say these things happen and move on.
1: Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, we had a couple of chances in the match. There was jar in the first half when he shoots straight to the goalie, when he should shoot, probably either side, probably to his right as he was facing him. Morrison had a chance from a corner, which may have gone in, but Brenton bought but blocked by the Luton defender. But that was about it, Sam. There really wasn't much else to talk about in chances no. for us. Um, that was no. it. it was a weird old game, really. It was one team that wasn't weird. It was completely I well expected It was one team that were going through it. The other team, just, okay. We're yeah. going through the motions enough, but that's about it.
0: That, so there are a couple of things that I'd pick up on today. And actually, funnily enough, they're off the pitch. So one of them would be, I think, the latter half of the season, the fans have been amazing home and away but especially away um we've taken some really really big numbers to games despite our position and performances this season um, and that's a huge improvement from previous years so i think the fans have, have been amazing genuinely um, i think uh the players have done what they need to do they've just about crossed the line um manager wise we know we're going to be in the same position next season regardless of what happens um, but, yeah, as far as the game today goes, I don't think it matters. Like, we could have come on and just said the score was 1-0, nothing happened in the game, ended the podcast, and <laughs> nobody would have got any more out of it than we've given them so far. Um, it's it's really been that kind of game. And, uh, and yeah, it's just... It, it It just makes you dread the summer, doesn't it? Because... But at the same time, there is a very small part of me that's a little bit excited. And, and I know it's going to be a shit summer. And I know next season is going to be dreadful, but people who say they're dreading the summer, what are you really dreading? Like we know that even with this current team, there's a good chance we'll be in a relegation scrap next season anyway. Um, so at the very least, we're going to see something change, maybe for the worst, probably for the worse. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That gives me at least a bit more intrigue than I would have had if they were like, insta-staying plus all the same squad, Let's go at it again next season. Given that his points per game is only marginally better than Powerno's, I'm just like, you know, what's going to change? Really, nothing. Um, so, it's it's just a just a hope that the fans do enough next season to to push us on, um, to to get us, you know, just enough to keep in the league. Because if we can ride out these next few rocky years of um, financial. Um, turbulence i guess like once fair play goes out the window a little bit and we can start to spend money again hopefully we can build some kind of squad if we're in league one we're just with fucked, aren't we <laughs> yeah
1: totally totally and once the ffp can regulations go um i'm absolutely. Well, yeah i'm gonna say it. i'm absolutely certain our own will go completely crazy again <laughs> completely yeah. crazy and yeah. spend a load of money and then we start that cycle again i mean i hope i'm wrong I hope he's learned, but I just feel that the only reason the situation is that we've stopped spending is because he's been forced.
0: That's yeah, it. Absolutely. I don't think it's a
1: mentality change. There's no but, evidence But
0: the weirdest now. thing is, though, and I don't know, I, I've got to be honest, I don't know the ins and outs of rules when it comes to FFP and what the, what the league rules say about spending, but we're not just spending no money on the pitch. Behind the scenes, the t like the the you know, the corporate side of the club are really up against it. There's People are on furlough during COVID that haven't been allowed to come back to the club. They've been let go or whatever. Mm. And we're now in a position where we've got a few people running pretty much everything, and they're running around like headless chickens trying to get everything done. And, and I feel sorry for them, I've got to be honest, but it, it it seems like the problems are bigger than just what we're seeing on the pitch, because there are definitely lots of issues at the top end of the club behind the scenes too. Um, and, yeah, I don't know what that that says about, you know, where we're going in the future because, you know, you look at this season and you say, and I know this stuff is going to be covered in the future by a bigger podcast looking at the whole season, but, you know, the, the, the gala the other night, I don't think there's any issue with anybody going to that gala. You know, the club put it on, whatever. I do have an issue with the club stripping the fans of an opportunity to see... One highlight player of the season, you know. Um, going back to the 150th anniversary, all of that. Don't protest! Don't protest! We're putting all this stuff on. You guys are going to ruin it. And then when it actually came to the day, we saw no legends. We saw nothing related to the history of the club. It was just a fun fair and a bouncy castle for the kids. You don't get me wrong; we're a family club. That's great, but you know, it, it shows that short sightedness of of the club. And and whenever they put out statements this season fans have largely derided them for those statements um, and rightly so. And so it it just, it just, you know, reinforces the fact that whatever decisions they make and however sensible it seems those decisions are, give them a few months and they'll fuck it up again because they don't actually seem to know what they're doing. Um, and, And I'm actually starting to get to that point where I'm just thinking, maybe they're just having a big laugh. Maybe this guy's like a massive, you know, say this and he's just like yeah this would be really funny why don't I buy a football club and then make everyone miserable um so just yeah it's gonna come I, out I mean, from
1: amazon at some point prime isn't it it's gonna be an exclusive yeah, 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 content yeah. yeah
0: yeah but it's just gonna be sad music and like oh. black and white videos of us no it's gonna have wheels like on it isn't it oh uh, well maybe <laughs> that'll be the beginning and then it will slowly descend and <laughs> slowly fade um, down
1: They'll have some yeah. uh, Amazon, I don't know, Z side on at the, the, the end.
0: <laughs> but I mean, football, but like, like it goes back to that thing. I've said it multiple times on the podcast, probably not for a long time, because I haven't been on a lot this season because I'm in South Africa. But um, <laughs> it's, it's the regard. Like, I know there are ups and downs in football, but by and large, football should be entertainment. It should be fun. You should go to get away from your nine to five week, you know, weeks worth of shit that you have to put up with to live. Um, and I don't know anyone who enjoys going to watch Reading at the moment like yeah you might get a few kids that are like oh wow big team it's not really but to them it's big but for me like I haven't had a season ticket for the last year and a half because I've been abroad and I'm due back in the next week or so and I'm genuinely considering whether I want to want to take out a season ticket next year and and it's mainly because I haven't missed it as much as I thought I would over here because everything I've seen has been miserable you know Last season was um, one of those, like, ha-ha moments where it's like, hey, we're going to get you right up to the line and then we're going to take it all away um, because we played pretty well for large parts of the season and just couldn't finish it off. Um, And this season's just been dreadful all the way through. So neither of those um, seasons have been worth watching, in my opinion. and yeah it's just it's miserable isn't it
1: (laughs) basically basically yeah there's nothing really i'd love to be able to say oh there's lots of optimism today we saw some uh youngsters come on here and they did fine uh scott and a briefer but they didn't really do enough to like you know justify saying oh they did a fantastic moment they did absolutely fine though there was nothing wrong with them at all But I'm going to have to wrap it up there because I think we've gone uh, far enough into that game because there's (laughs) nothing much else to say. We will be back during the week, though, with a wrap-up of the season because it has been a turbulent one. Whether you think it's dull, season, predictable, there's been a lot happening and a lot of it has been off the pitch. So uh, thanks a lot for listening throughout the season. And if you have enjoyed... The podcast throughout the season give us a five-star review and if you haven't don't bother listening anymore so uh <laughs> cheers thanks for